0: Hello everyone and welcome to the very first episode of Let's Talk About Sexual Assault. If you have no idea where that pun has come from, then you are too young and you need to do go and do yourself a favor and listen to some salt and pepper. My name is Tegan and I wanted to create this podcast, one, because I have my own experiences with sexual assault, and two, I just felt like it was a topic that isn't really talked about, and I think while we don't talk about topics, we keep them hidden in shame, and the more we do that, the more shame that the victims of whatever that thing is feel. So I feel like we need to make conversations about sexual assault and rape less uncomfortable, and the only way to make a topic less uncomfortable to talk about is to talk about it. So that is my goal from this podcast, is to create a space where people can talk openly about their experiences with sexual assault um, strategies that we can use to support ourselves and others that have been victims and just create a space where discussing this becomes okay. Because I think people that have experienced sexual assault carry so much blame and guilt and shame within themselves that they often don't share I know my own experiences I've only spoken about with a couple of people and I know how powerful it's been when I've shared it with them. So I just really hope that this maybe empowers people to start to be more open about their own experiences that we've had because the more we keep things like this hidden inside of us, the more power that they have. So in this first episode, there's a few things that I want to talk about. I want to start off by talking about how I really passionately believe that we should be talking about this in schools from a very young age. When I was working as a primary school teacher, and their kids would do personal development, which is sex ed, the nice way of putting it. In grade five and grade six, I remember my first year in grade five, one of the girls actually asked, Can you get pregnant by having sex up the butt? And this was like 12 years ago. So, and since then, information's become even more easily available. So, we're dealing with kids young adults that know a lot about sex from a very young age. So they are more than equipped to deal with honest conversations about things like this. And I don't think it's a conversation that is one where you put all the girls in the room and you talk to the girls about it and that's it. I think it's very much a conversation that needs to be had with all students, male and female, because essentially if assaults against females are going to be stopped, and I'm well aware that there are assaults against males as well, but majority of the assaults that take place are male to female. For this to change, it's the males that actually need to be educated and the males need to understand that they don't have a right to do whatever they like to a woman's body and that if a woman says no or a girl says no regardless of what's been taking place regardless if you've been kissing or regardless if she's been giving you a blowjob, that doesn't give you the right to have sex with her if a female a woman a girl says no then that means no and if a girl is under 18 years of age and you're a lot older, then technically she doesn't even have to say no for it to be rape. So there's a lot of complex issues, and I think boys and girls need to understand that from a young age. And the more we can get comfortable with having that conversation with them, I think the better the understanding will be. And then also, by having those open conversations, it creates space for those that have experienced this sort of trauma to feel like it's okay to come forward. Because now, while everyone's still too ashamed to even talk about it, and even saying the word rape, it just seems really uncomfortable because it is. But if saying it is uncomfortable and we're just talking about it in a conversation without it having even happened to anyone, imagine how it feels for someone that has been raped to actually say those words out of their mouth. So it has to start in schools, but it also has to start at home as well. Anybody who has kids needs to be having these discussions with their kids whether their children are male or female, it's so vital that they understand about this. Because one in five women over the age of 15 are sexually assaulted or raped. And most of those cases take place as a result of someone that they know. It's not being dragged into an alleyway and being raped by some stranger that's happening most of the time. I know from my own experiences that pretty much every instance of sexual assault that I've had in my life has been from someone that I've known or been very familiar with. There was only one instance where it was someone that I didn't really know. I know I have friends and people that I know that have been sexually assaulted by their husbands and their boyfriends and their partners. So just because that someone's in a relationship with someone doesn't mean that this stuff isn't happening as well. I don't think people really realize just how common it is. So I think for me to want people to be open and share their stories, then it's only fair for me to do the same. And I think it's really important that people, everyday people start to speak up and share their stories because, you know, the Me Too movement was great. It brought a lot of attention to sexual assault and Um, men in positions of power and things like that. But it was very focused on Hollywood and the stuff that had happened there. And there's such a disconnect from that world to ours. And I think we need to be hearing the voices of the people here that are experiencing these things. And I think the final thing that made me really feel like I needed to do this was There's been a couple of situations lately where I know of young girls that have been sexually assaulted and they didn't even understand that that's what had happened because they hadn't been taught about it. So I'm really hoping that through this we can develop an understanding and allow people to be more open about their experiences and not feel so ashamed about it. For me, it's only been in the last three months or so that I've actually admitted to myself about most of the sexual assaults that have happened to me. There was one that I hadn't repressed and I was about 23 or 24. So I was a mum and I was at a music festival and I was drunk and hanging out with my friends and my ex-boyfriend was there and we were hanging out and I decided to leave with him. And as we were going to leave the festival, he, and like, I'm not going to lie, we were going back to his house to have sex, but he grabbed me and tried to make me have sex with him against a fence at the festival where people were walking past. Now, obviously, looking back, he would have been on something, but that doesn't make it okay. And I remember, like, just being like, holy shit, what the hell do you think you're doing? And I got him off me and I just left. I got in a taxi and left. And nothing happened. I stopped it before anything can happen, but I remember thinking, This is a guy that I know and that I trusted, like that I had a really good friendship with that I would have confided in about lots of things. And yet under the influence of drugs and alcohol, something like that happens. And I'm not saying that makes it okay because it totally doesn't. But it's kind of scary how big of a role um, substances play in these sorts of things. So that was the one instance that I remember. And I really carried that with me. and was really quite shaken up about it when it happened. But yeah, so over the last three months, I've been doing a lot of internal work and I could start to feel all this darkness coming up and it felt so heavy and it was really overwhelming and really scary. And I was starting to sense what it was and I was so scared of it. And I even remember messaging one of my friends and I'm like, I'm sick of all this darkness. Like I can't deal with it. How do I turn all this off? Like I don't want to deal with it. And I, I, I think the thing I was most scared of was what are people going to think of me when they know that this stuff has happened to me? And before I explain anything about any of it, what I want to say to that is it makes me really sad that that was what my initial thought was, that I would think that people would think that there was something wrong with me because this happened to me, because I had this belief like it was kind of my fault, like it was my fault that I'd been raped by these people, which in a logical mind, sounds so ridiculous because how could that be your fault? But when there's so much shame around something, it's really hard not to feel that way. There's so much shame around rape and you hear of women who have been raped being shamed and being blamed in the media all the time. So it's almost like this automatic response to feel shame and guilt and blame yourself as a woman. So I was feeling all this and my friend wrote a lot of loving words back to me and then the next day I got a clear head and realized that the only way that I was going to be able to move forward was if I faced whatever was in my darkness and so that's when a lot of this repressed these repressed sexual assaults came up. And even when you're bringing up repressed things, there can be this second guessing of it as well. But I know that these things definitely happened and I find it so fascinating how the brain does that, how the brain can hide things from you almost to protect yourself. Because I know that if I had have recalled any of these things when I was at the ages that they happened, I wouldn't have had the emotional capacity to process or handle any of them because I was already struggling so much with my mental health. You know, I was someone that abused alcohol from the age of 14 years old. And I don't mean just going out and drinking a bottle of passion pop. I mean, every weekend getting blacked out, drinking a full bottle of vodka, not having a mixer for it, just absolutely drinking to write myself off. So the first time that I was raped was when I was 16 years old and it was at a party. And where I lived there were parties every weekend and they were out on farms so you would be in paddocks drunk. people would be passed out in the paddocks. Everybody was wasted. There was no shortage of alcohol, it was basically a free-for-all. You knew exactly whose parents' houses to go and stay at that wouldn't care if you were wasted when they drove you home. And so this one night I was drunk and in the paddock and, half passed out and a guy came and had sex with me even though I said no even though I was half passed out at that time I had never had sex before I was a virgin and yet I liked to kiss boys so everyone had this idea that I was a big slut which I wasn't and I know exactly why I didn't tell anyone. And I allowed my brain to hide it. one because I was pretty wasted. So it was easy for my brain to stash that one away. But two, because I knew that if everyone found out about it, then I would be labeled a slut because the guy that did it to me, wouldn't get labeled for it. It would be me. It would have been my fault because I was so drunk and I let it happen. And So I didn't want anybody to know at the time. And then when I was 19, I was hanging out with a mate. Like we'd been out partying and I was hanging out with him and I was just sleeping in his bed, nothing was happening. And then his housemate came and stuff started to happen and My mate left and I told the guy that I didn't want to do anything and he wouldn't listen to me saying no. And so he started to force me into it and by that stage I had really shitty self-worth, so I just let it go and let it happen because part of me felt like it was what I deserved. And then that one was really hard because I think I did sort of repress it, but I think part of me still knew about it and I would see that guy around places and every time I would see him, I would just get this really icky feeling and I couldn't fully pinpoint what it was from. And then the third time was when... um, I'd taken a guy home and I decided I didn't want to and you know that's not okay girl can't do that and then decide she doesn't want to and so then it happened so it's really hard when it happens like in these ways because they're not necessarily violent in the way that it's depicted in movies and things like that but It was definitely happening without my consent and that's the definition of assault and rape. And to admit to yourself that that's something that's been, has happened to you is incredibly confronting and really, really hard on so many levels. Like there's just this kind of, you feel a little bit dirty and you also wonder a little bit like, Who is going to love me or care about me when they know that these things have happened to me? And it also affects you in a really deep way because these people that you know have violated you. And I know after what happened to me when I was 16, when I finally decided to have sex with someone, which was I was almost 18, After that, I then just used sex as a way to fill my self-worth because I had become so disconnected from my body from what happened to me when I was 16 that I used sex as a way to try and feel something. So I had this really complicated relationship with sex, so it was really hard to understand what was right and what was wrong when different things were happening as well. So you've got alcohol, you've got someone with no connection to their body and someone that's using sex as a way to validate themselves. It makes a really complicated mess. And there's a lot of research that states that a lot of the people that experience sexual assault are people that have either had really extreme childhood traumas or have been sexually assaulted as children. So it just perpetuates this cycle of trauma and um, causes greater disconnection from the self. So it becomes a really, really complex thing. The most amazing thing to come out of this is by allowing myself to feel it and process it and release it, which I think on some levels I'm still working on that. But on the levels I have done, it has been truly liberating and my body just feels so much lighter that it's not carrying this heaviness with it, which is actually a really, really empowering thing to feel. But, you know, I've been lucky. I've had the support of an amazing psychologist. And also, I think that all of this stuff came through over the last few months when it did, because mentally I was in a place where I had the capacity to process it in a really quite rational way. Like if any of this had have come up four or five years ago, it would not have been very pretty at all. I wouldn't be here speaking openly and recording something like this. That's for sure. So I really trust in that, that the universe only brings up what you can handle And I already had so many amazing tools in place like meditation and journaling and yoga and movement practices that allow me space and presence to process and let things go. And I think that's the other game changer too, allowing myself to feel the things that I needed to feel instead of continually repressing them. It's definitely so much easier to feel things straight away because when they come up later, it can be a million times harder. So I guess what I'm wanting more than anything is for people to know that if something like this has happened to you, then it's definitely not your fault. You are definitely not to blame and you should not feel ashamed of who you are. And that just because something like this has happened, it doesn't devalue you as a person. I actually believe that these things happening to me is part of the reason that I am the compassionate and kind person that I am. And I wouldn't change that. You know, these things are fucked up, not going to lie, but. I can't take them away. They are a part of who I am. And if I want to be able to embrace the light parts of myself, I need to embrace these parts that are a little bit darker. And I think by learning to embrace these parts of myself and healing them, I'm not only empowering myself, but if I can share that with others, then maybe I can empower them as well. So my hope is that in future episodes, there'll be people on here to talk about their stories and things that they've been through, ways that they have healed. Um, We'll talk about trauma and how that affects the brain. And we'll talk about childhood sexual assault. All the things that need to be talked about that aren't. Thank you for listening, and I look forward to catching you in the next episode of Let's Talk About Sexual Assault.